Well, back, welcome back, coming to you live from the CBS community, Kailo Summers in Philadelphia. A beautiful, lovely Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Kodeshim here in the States. And we continue with Erev Hashem. We are at the last paragraph of, of Perikei in Chelek Bay's of the Sefer, and this is on the topic of Hashem's Hashkacha. And Perik Hay was on the specifics of, the, of Hashem's Hashkacha, how it breaks down to Hashkacha and Hashpa'a. Hashem tracks the system, monitors the system, and Hashem interacts with the system. And as we saw again, there is, maybe we could make three levels over here. We combine the Ramchal and the Ramban, again, who are really are in agreement on the same page, just use different terms. There is the system, how it functions on its own. That's Teva, the system of Koychus, of Malachim, that Hashem arranged, that, that, that uh, govern and keep the, the system of the Bria, of the universe, in order and in check. And always geared towards its ultimate goal and and end product and and, uh, and uh, the objective that Hashem created for then there's a system of Lamalim and Ateva Hashem tampering the system but in a hidden way what, what the Ramban calls a nice nister the, the, the Ramchal doesn't even refer to that yet as a nice because there's nothing open there's nothing that's that's uh, that's begalui, that's that's uh, apparent in terms of Hashem's interference but Hashem can uh, amplify one kayak, suppress another kayak, either to uh, ensure that the system stays on track towards its goal or for Scharv Oynish. And then there's the final level, which we're about to see now in Hanisim, which is the title of this paragraph, which is not the Ramchal's title. The topic of what the Ramchal's are going to refer to as miracles and what the Ramban refers to as open miracles and how that fits in and where that's coming from. The Ramchal actually speaks about this at length. And it seems that there's something bothering the Ramchal. We're going to have to first be bothered by what's bothering the Ramchal and figure out what's bothering the Ramchal and try to put this together and see what the Ramchal is sharing with us over here. So let's see this now. Vav. Vinei. Hu yizbarach shemoi b'ritzoinoi mishanah sidrei b'reishas b'chol eis shiyirtzeh. The Rebani Yishalaylam at his women will will at any given point whenever he so desires be mishanah sidrei b'reishas change the laws of nature, change the basic order of operations of the Bari of the universe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. Hashem will perform miracles and wonders, again, according to His wishes, in any matter, in any, any area of, of the system of creation, in any law of, of nature, of physics, of whatever. According to and as Hashem sees fit, as it is necessary for the universe coming towards its tayelis, its purpose, based on the time and the place and the setting. So, in other words, sometimes Hashem will see that to keep the system on track and to make sure that the world gets to where it needs to go, Klaiso should be able to leave Mitzrayim, that the Yidden under Yeshua should be able to defeat the Kananim that Rebinchas ben Yar should be able to go and save the um, um, it was Peter Shel Rebchaniyah ben Trajan whoever Rebinchas ben Yar was going to save over there to release from captivity that the river should stop flowing for Rebinchas ben Yar when, when it's necessary for the world 
getting and approaching its end goal, its object. No, the, the only guys didn't have that in Chulin. We did have it. We did, but we didn't have anything. I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Wasn't was he going for Pidgin Shvuim? No, yeah, Pidgin Shvuim. Right, Pidgin Shvuim. Doesn't say who it was. Maybe it's elsewhere. It says who it was. Okay. He was going for Pidgin Shvuim. Um, uh, so, so, uh, will change the laws of nature when it's necessary to, for the world to get to where it needs to go. Um, now, okay, so that's pretty straightforward and we really think the paragraph could end over there, but it's a very lengthy paragraph and let's see why and we'll try to figure out why. And, and what's the pshat with, with the following medrash? What do we do with the following medrash? This is the Ramchal asking a question. Okay, this is the Ramchal's bothered by something. Umahu zesh amruzal. How then do we understand the following quote from Chazal? What's that? Tanoim his nakosh baruchim kol ma'isa bereishis. The rebbeinu shalaylam made terms and conditions with every aspect, every element of ma'isa bereishis of this world and all of its component parts. Hashem fixed certain terms and conditions. From the get-go, from the onset, with every aspect of creation. Hashem made conditions with them in terms. Period. That's really a question mark. The Ramchal just asked a question. If Hashem will make Nisim, how do we understand the Chazal that Hashem established terms and conditions with everything in, in the Bria? So what's, what, what, what's he bothered by? What's his question? How could there be miracles if Hashem said that they shouldn't be changing their nature? Well, so is that what Hashem said? He's not giving us the full quote from this Medrash. He expects us to either know it already or to look it up on our own. So this is a quote from Medrash Rabbah. And he does expect us either to know it already or to look it up on our own. And when we look it up our, on our own, what the Medrash over there says like this. It's interesting. If we don't look it up, we think he's asking one question. You look it up, you see he's asking a different question. So when we don't look it up, we think the question is Penny's question. That's what it seems on the surface, that, that the Rebbein Shalayla made terms and conditions, meaning Kodesh uh, established with every aspect of creation, with the wind, wind, this is how you're going to work, Mr. River, this is how you're going to work, you always flow downhill, you never flow uphill, Mr. Sun, you always go in, in, in you make a, one complete revolution around the earth every 24 hours, or Mr. Earth, you make one complete orbit around the sun, whatever, you rotation in your orbit every 24 hours, Mr. Moon, you have a 30-day orbit, etc. And so, if Hashem made terms and conditions with everything in, in creation, so then the Ramchal will be asking questions, so how is Hashem doing Nisim? That's what it would seem. Is, it, is that really um, so bothersome? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Hashem is Hashem. I guess the question would have been, is Hashem breaking His word? Maybe, you know, Hashem is giving a promise and breaking His promise. Maybe that would be the question. Don't know. But, but in any case, that's not the question because it's not what the Medrash says. When we look up the Medrash, what the Medrash says over there is Hashem made conditions in terms of everything in creation. And it says... Omer layam, Hashem said to the sea, you are commanded to stay in one place. Water, water, you know, sinks to the lowest position. Water remains stationary. But Hashem told the ocean, there's going to come a point in history in the year 2448 when the Jews are going to leave Egypt that you're going to have to split. And Hashem told fire and water, you guys are opposites. That fire either boils and evaporates water or water extinguishes fire. But... There's going to come a point in time in history, in the year 2447, that you're going to have to be mixed together to punish the Egyptians. So that's what Hashem 
told everything in creation. Those are the terms and conditions that Hashem created everything with. That Hashem told them how they operate, the laws that they obey, and Hashem told them there's going to come a point in time that those laws are going to be abrogated. That those laws are going to be nullified. Hashem not only foretold everything in creation when that's going to happen, but Hashem established that as conditions and preconditions when Hashem created them. So what's in fact the Ramchal's question then? The Ramchal's question is, why are we calling that a nace? Well, that's not a miracle. That, that was Aldas Cain. It was established with that ability. It was established with that, with that um, you know, clause in its contract. Hashem gave the oceans a contract that this is how you work, this is how water works, and I want you to obey these laws. But there's a clause in your contract that at a certain time, in a certain condition, in a certain place and setting, you know, you're going to disobey those laws, and I'm putting that into your contract. That's what the Medrash, in fact, says. And if that's the case, then Amchal is asking a question, which is why are we calling these Nisim and the Flois altogether? These aren't Nisim. These are the terms. We just don't know the fine print. We never saw the fine prints. So let's see. What is meant by the Chazal that Hashem made terms and conditions with everything in creation? It's not to be understood that the Rebbein um is not changing things, i.e. that these are not called changes, that these things were already locked in and established. And also not to say that Hashem doesn't have the ability this is the second level question over here. It makes it sound like there's really two aspects to the question. We only spoke at one of them. One aspect of this, what is bothering the Rachel is that why are we calling the next? The second thing is it sounds like maybe Hashem is limited and does limit himself. I.e., if Hashem told the ocean that there is going to be one point in history where I'm going to split you, if Hashem told the rivers, there's just very set few times that you're going to, um, you're, you're going to um, stop flowing the Ardain, when that happens, and the river that Rippinchas Ben Yar crosses. And that's what Hashem tells the aspects of creation in advance. It makes it sound like outside of those exceptions that Hashem told them about, Hashem won't and maybe even can't do it. It sounds almost like we're limiting the Rebbein Shalalim's powers. Because doesn't the very definition of Nase mean the Rebbein Shalalim reserves um, all rights for himself, that there are laws, and Hashem reserves for himself the rights to break those laws whenever he wants, even without telling them. So the Ramchal is asking, A, why are we calling it a nace? And B, does he really have to consult with everything? Does Kodesh Baruch Hu really have to inform everything? Hashem is only going to change the laws of nature if he really informed the laws of nature, so it's not really changing the laws of nature, but otherwise Hashem is not going to change the laws of nature. Isn't that, in, 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 isn't that limiting Kodesh Baruch Hu? He's only going to do it if he informed them, otherwise he doesn't do it, otherwise he doesn't make nisim. So that's what Amchal needs to address here. Certainly, Akash Baruch Hu can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, even if he didn't tell the ocean, even if he didn't tell the river, even if he didn't tell the sun and the moon that they're going to stop, even if he didn't tell them that, even if he didn't tell fire and water. He can, he can right now, he can mix fire and water. Right now, right now, could, could give us a combination iced coffee and piping hot, hot, hot coffee, all in one. Could do it. He could do it right now. Looks like he's not doing that, huh? But he could, even though he never told my coffee. The Yvonne didn't tell the coffee, my, my cup of coffee, you know, some 57, 882 years ago that it's going to happen. But he could do it. He could do it. 
So then, what do we have, what do we do with this medrash that Hashem told everything in advance? You know, when it's when it's going to experience an ace. Avla inu. This is what Ramchal now needs to address. Shep eis habriya hera v'hoidia luchol shorashe hanevroim inyanam v'amidas mitzi usam. When things were created originally, when the bria was created, the ribayna shalaylam. displayed and informed all aspects and elements of the whole range of creation, everything that's found within creation. What they're going to look like. And what their real purpose is here in this Bria. Doesn't just mean what they're going to look like, but what they're supposed to look like. Not just what they're doing, but what they're supposed to be doing. Not just... What they can do, but what their role in the Bria is. Amitas Mitsiusa means Hashem informed the penguins what, what penguins add to the Bria, how penguins get the world closer to Hashem's ultimate plan. How Hashem informed cucumbers. What are cucumbers? Alfalfa sprouts. Why alfalfa sprouts? What are alfalfa sprouts doing in, in, in uh, Kenwa? I haven't figured out that one yet. Everyone in my family seems to love it. Especially my, my Schwiger is all the Zunzain and Stark. This is what they got going 24 7. They just got Kenwa popping, you know, cooking away on the stove there. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. But Kenwa knows why it's there. It's Amitas Mitzi Usa. What role it serves in the Brio? Right? I guess to make my Schwiger happy. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know, Arthur, right? But it's gluten free, Kenwa, right? Okay. It's another thing that it does, maybe. Okay. Vatachlis Leman Nivra'u. Okay, so that's Amitas Mitzi Usam, what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to do. Batachlis Leman I jumped the gun a little bit, and its ultimate goal, ultimate purpose, what, what it's doing in contributing towards Hashem's goal in the Bria. So, I mean, Amitas Mitzi Usam is what it looks like when it's not corrupted by mankind, what, what it's supposed to really be doing, and how that contributes towards Hashem's vision. And what this item, an entity, will experience through the entire cycle of world history as it accompanies everything else in creation towards achieving and realizing Hashem's ultimate goal. And what it's going to look like at the finish line. Okay, Hashem informed everything of, of all of the above. What it's here for, what it's going to go through, how it's going to, what it's going to cycle through, and how everything comes together, contributes all together, to lead towards Hashem's ultimate goal, vision, harmony, um, and objective for the Bria. And obviously, we're not talking about Hashem. When I saw Hashem addressed penguins and cucumbers and quinoa, and Hashem addressed the rivers and the racks and the stones and the twigs and the leaves and the stems, Hashem is addressing, obviously, the kaychas behind them, right? Now, Hashem is not talking to the racks. Hashem is addressing the kaych and the sar, like his Pinchas Binyara talked to the sar of the, I think Rashi says it over there, no? Sorry. Rashi says sar, Hashem addressed the sar of the river. The the, the angel, the, the kaych behind it, yes. Okay. Um, and Vihisigu, every spiritual agent behind every aspect of creation understood, comprehended clearly what its role was and what it was expected of it, what it was supposed to do. Everything in creation understands that it's there to be a part of the Toifa Amiti, the ultimate good and the ultimate goodness and the ultimate chef and the ultimate bounty and blessing of Baruch Hu. 
They all happily accepted their task, their mission assignment, and they were Sefridim. They were very happy to be a part of this. They're happy to be a part of Shlemus, happy to be a part of realizing Hashem's toiv, happy to be a part of bringing something outside of Hashem back to Hashem. That's the Simcha that they experienced. Simcha is being a part of that journey, being a part of that plan. That's what it means by Simcha. Okay? Vumasha Amruzab Makamacher. This is what the Chazal said elsewhere in Ramchal. In one paragraph, he quotes two Chazals back to back over here. And we've seen that he's, you know, very, um, I wouldn't say reluctant, but the point of the Sefer is not to be working based on Chazals. He works based on the Soira. This is, you know, we've only had a handful of times so far that he's quoting Chazals. But he says, this is the Pshat in the, other, in the Gemara, that Chazals say this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Kol Maisei Bereshaz Ladaitan Nevro. Everything in creation was created, Ladaitan willingly, meaning it was on board. It was, it was within, it was an agreement, it was on board. V'amnam. On board because it, it realized that it's a part of Shlemus, it's a part of bringing everything towards its completion, and it accepts that task with happiness. Happiness meaning the, the um, state, emotional, elated state of clarity is, uh, that comes as a result of being a part of Shlemus, being a part of rejoining Hashem. When HaKadosh Baruch informed everything in creation, again, the stars in the sand, the, the water in the wind, the, 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 the uh, twigs, branches, stems, and leaves, and the rivers and the tides, and everything in creation, its makeup and its role in creation, and everything it's going to experience throughout all the cycling of world history until it uh, uh, arrives with everything else at that com- point in time, at the completion. Also demonstrated to everything that in addition to uh, <clears throat> what, is, what it, it will be doing and contributing and what it will be uh, uh, on the receiving end of, in, to, in, in, in terms of rece- receiving a shleimus, Kodesh Baruch also displayed and demonstrated in a form to all these as- all these component parts the role it will serve in terms of Nisim as well, in terms of Nisim as well, in a time of need for Klai Yisrael, in a time of need for Tzadikim, in a time of need for the world approaching its Shlemus. Kodesh Baruch informed everything of that as well. Hashem not just informed them of their role in creation, in bringing the creation towards Shlemus, Hashem informed them of special roles at special times as well, that sometimes there's going to be needs and performed with you, again, vital to bring the world to Shlemus, to assist Klai Yisrael, and to be there to get the world one step closer. V'omnam, hadavar when we talk about Hashem informing the all the aspects and all the elements of the Bria of what's of, of times yet to come, of the Nisim that will be performed with them, Hashem informed the uppermost regions and the uppermost legions, the uppermost agents that are there at the highest level of, of deputization over the component parts of the Bria. That's where Hashem made all this information clear. And it, it leads from level to level, and it propagates itself, uh, world upon world, plane upon plane, 
downward until it eventually is realized down here in physical reality. And based on what the top level are informed of, the top level agents, that determines the reality of everything in between the bottommost um, and all layers. When the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, again, at that appropriate time in history, when Hashem deems it appropriate, okay, now we have to split the sea. Now we have to make ten plagues. Now we have to stop the sun, stop the moon, stop this river from flowing. So Hashem, at that given point in time, will halt the uppermost agent, the one in charge of the sea, okay, stop. The one in charge of the river, stop. And their natural operating mode will now correspondingly stop. And how a Kashbach exactly chooses to stop or law and order of nature will depend on you know different circumstances, different ways that Hashem can tamper with the Kaychas and stop the Kaychas and abrogate the laws of nature and suspend the laws of nature on the highest level, Pirish. For example, it can happen like the king giving them a commandment, the king issuing a command, stop. And they receive a telegram from the king. The king says, stop, I stop. Or a, like a, 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 a despot, a dictator, someone who's all-powerful, giving a, 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 a command of of wrath almost, of, of anger, something that a, a someone with total power will uh, will uh, give a harsh ruling, a harsh decree. Okay, so this is a little tricky figuring this out. The Ramchal is saying there's two different ways that Hashem will suspend the laws of nature, either like a melech or like a moishel, like a melech who gives a commandment or like a moishel who barks a command, who barks an order, commandment or an order. What's the difference? What, what, what does this mean? What, what Nachman doesn't make? If Hashem is making a miracle, he's making a miracle. If he's suspending the laws of nature, they're suspended, and he's doing it at the highest level. What difference does it make if it's coming via a commandment or coming via a a um, via commandment or via a um, um, an order, a commandment from a king or an order from a dictator, from a marshal? So the difference like this: the king generally is is um, is uh, Not just processed, but understood. It's clear that when the king gives me a commandment, it's, I see immediately how that works in everyone's best interest and everyone's benefit. The moishal, I can't get into his head. He's not sharing his thoughts with me. That's an order, not a command. So whether or not I understand it, I obey. That's the gara of the moishal, is, is done even though I maybe don't understand it. That's interesting, a moishal and a melech. A moishal is kind of unilateral. And that's an order. Even if you don't understand it, but you know you don't have to understand it. But it's it, 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 it's I I understand it. The melech is a mitzvah. That's a commandment. The commandment is something I, I do get. I comprehend that. It's kind of interactive. I see right away how it's in my best interest. <laughs> Hashem had a scream at the yamsuf for the yamsuf to dry up. It's interesting. We're being told that the miracle of the yamsuf splitting came derech ga'ara, not derech sivui. That was a moishal, not a melech. And even though the Sar obeys, because the Sar understands that it's coming from 
Hashem, but it's coming more as a command from a Moshe, not a Melech. Oh, very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Why should that be coming from a Moshe that we don't understand and not a Melech? What do you mean? We have to save Klai so the, the Yam doesn't understand that we have to save the Giddin. So this goes beautifully hand in hand with what the Gemara tells us um, that the, um, at the time that the sea split for the Jews, the Malachim actually were a little bit surprised by this, bewildered by this. They said to Hashem, you want to save all the Jews from the, and, and, and drown the Egyptians, you want to spare the Jews. And and, um, and and punish the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians. These guys are worship, idol worshippers, and those are idol worshippers. They're got all in the same boat. Got to capsize the whole boat for everybody. They're all on the same cruise liner here. Got to sink the boat on everyone at the same time. So Hashem had a vayigar biyamsuf, vayichor. Hashem had a scream at the yamsuf, and. I'm telling you this is in the best interest of the world. I'm telling you this is the best interest of everyone, even if you don't understand it. That's a moishel. That's like a, a dictator. Okay, very gishmak. Um, and, and, and any other type of uh, interaction that Hashem will have based on the, the, the time and the place and the setting of the nace. Sometimes, again, the nace comes with a gentle commandment, which the Bria gets, and sometimes it has to come with a ge'orah, a barked order which the Bria doesn't understand. Period. So that's the end of this paragraph. And that's the end of this parak. And when everything is done, let's ask ourselves now, how was the question answered? What would the Ramchal do? Did he pull a fast one on us? The Ramchal asked a very good question. What was this question? Let's remind ourselves. The question was, we want to say that Hashem does Nisim. How does that shtim, how do we reconcile this with the Chazal, that Hashem seemed to have foretold all elements, all, everything that's going to happen, including the Nisim. And B, does it mean Hashem can only do an ace when it's foretold? Why is Hashem foretelling everything of these Nisim? Ramchal gives a very lengthy answer that, that Hashem got everything on board and told everything about its job and what it's doing, what's happening. Okay, so but at the end of the day, what was the answer? What was the answer? Why are we calling it a nice? And is Hashem limited? And that was the real, the more significant, the more serious, the more weighty question. Is Hashem limited when, with, in his Nisim only to situations where he already foretold that element that he's going to do an ace, otherwise Hashem doesn't do an ace. So what was the answer? The answer is like this. What the Ramchal is really doing, he's showing us, um, an ace is a miracle. An ace is a miracle, for, yes. Why is it an ace if they don't understand? That, that Hashem is going to inform them. Why do they have to know? Why do they have to know? That's really what the Ramchal is addressing. This, the other way around, uh, certainly Hashem can do miracles without anyone knowing, without giving anyone a heads up, without giving the, the, the sea a heads up, without giving the stars, the sun, the moon, the rivers a heads up, the wind a heads up, the fire, the water a heads up. Hashem doesn't need to give anyone a heads up. So why were they given a heads up? This is really where the Ramchal is focusing and where where, where he's providing us with the solution, with the answer. The reason why they were all given a heads up is because everything that's in creation is an expression of Hashem's perfection, an expression of Hashem's harmony, an expression of Hashem's goodness and wholesomeness and Hashem's inability not to have perfection. 
That's what everything in perfection, everything in creation is. And that being the case, so see, we're getting to some deep waters over here, but this is really what, really what the Ramchal is putting together. If A, the system needs to be suddenly changed, that means there's a lack of perfection in the system. There's a very deep idea. But this is what's the implied answer of the Ramchal and what he's doing over here in his development of the sogya is, is um, if, you know, as we saw, there's a system called Teva, the Kaychus, the Malachim, which run on their own. But we saw sometimes the system needs to be adjusted with a nice nister, sometimes with a nice nigla. But Be'etzim, if that's how we're going to look at it a little bit, you know, superficially, that there's a system which more or less works, but then when it's less, Hashem will step in and adjust the system. One sec, but isn't the system coming from Hashem? And if the system is coming from Hashem, then Hashem has to come in and, and, and in the system a little bit, make a tikkun adjustment, you know, tighten this gear and, and close this valve and, 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 and fix this up. So there, there's a flaw in the system. There's a flaw. And our systems certainly have to be maintained. And how often do you have to change your oil on your car, Arthur? Depends. Right. Depends. That's right. That's a very good answer. Um, so my car is programmed that every, I think every... 5,000 miles, I, I, get a, I get a warning, and it won't shut off until I change the oil, because the, only the mechanic knows how to, take it off the take it off you know how to take the light off, make yeah. the light go off? It's a little machine. No, is you have to know the code, you have to know the Toyota, the digital. Some cars are... Yeah, I could probably find it online. Some cars are regular. It's like they plug something into the car, and then they see what needs to be fixed, and then it goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm sure you can find it online, but a system like that, a system like that, Shalom Aleichem, just wrapping up, uh, wrapping up there, Hashem. A system like that has to be perfected and tweaked, you know, occasionally, because that system is imperfect. That's a system that, that has flaws. Anything that we create has flaws. Like cars are going to shops all the time. That's why you have to change your light bulbs all the time. That's why you have to call plumbers all the time, electricians all the time. Any system we make has flaws and, and imperfections. It has to be constantly maintained. What the Ramchal is saying is that the Rebbeisham made the entire system, the system of Kaychus and Malachim, the system of Teva, to say that the Rebbeisham occasionally needs to step in to make a, a nice nister or a nice nigla to maintain it is a statement on the Etzim system itself that there's flaws and imperfections. How could that be? They both came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So this is the, the problem that the Ramchal is really grappling with over here. This is what he's coming to address. What he's coming to say is there are no imperfections or flaws and that's why everything was told Meirosh. That's why... The, the, the Yam is told from Shesh and Mebrashis that there's going to be Kriyas Yamsuf. And that's why the, the, the Naharis are told from Shesh and Mebrashis there's going to be, at the point in time, the Pinchas Ben Yar, Yeshua is going to split the, the Yardin and stop the sun and the moon. It's not something that is happening, like in case of emergency, break glass, suddenly let's split the Yam, let's make the combined uh, Asian mine for Barod. It was also their Meirosh. To us, it looks like two different systems. To us, it looks like the system of Teva and the system of Lamalam and Teva. And Be'etzim, it is, from our perspective, functioning in two different ways. But Lamaisa, the system, is, is, is Shalei Meirosh. And, and, and um, from the Rebbeisham's perspective, there's two different systems that, that are really one and interacting in perfect harmony. There are no imperfections. It's not the Rebbeisham stepping in in case of emergency. It's it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu having a cheshun when there's going to be teva and when there's going to be lamalim in a teva. So that's the the um, first idea in why and um, what the Ramchal is doing and what what the answer to the question is. 
of, of why everything has to be foretold Meirosh, because otherwise the, the system of Teva would be a system of, of imperfection, which is impassable. Um, and second of all, Vaitan, the statements of everything the Bria being Shalim and being a reflection of Akash Baruch Shleimus, the system itself has to be Mishtatif in that Shleimus, and that's how he's understanding the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. The Ladaitam Nivro means the system itself, that the Simcha, the Rav, we saw the Ramchal use the Lashon of Simcha, everything in the Bria, in order to be a reflection of Akash Baruch Shleimus, has to be open, not just open, has to be Biteva, according to its Metzias, Mishtatif in the um, in the idea of coming back towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu it's, it's there to be a nifrad, to be broken off, in order as a heichatimsa, in order to come back and, and be mashal in the bria libesoif, and that's again the second reason why everything in, in, in the bria is informed of the upcoming nisim, um, to make them in the most shalim way possible a chelik of Hakadosh Baruch Hu which is you're only here to be maybe to the greater shleimus, the ultimate shleimus, and that's how the question ends up getting answered. Okay, all right. Um, we'll stop over here. So that's the end of the parak. That's the end of the ice. And we'll stop here. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for joining. Have a great Shabbos, Arthur.